0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the All Nine Yards podcast. My name is Luke Lundner. I'm, of course, joined by Caleb Arthur. And it's been a week since we've released one of these. I've been ill. I've taken sick. Um, I don't think anybody wanted to hear me talk in a voice like this the entire time because I would have sounded kind of ridiculous because I couldn't breathe. Couldn't breathe out of my nose. Um, So I'm here. Caleb's here. Caleb's been an absolute trooper just sitting patiently holding in those flaming hot takes, ready to just skew them on a podcast once again. But we're here to drop some picks for week six. We are a third of the way through the NFL season. This should be a pretty good week. We've got some nice primetime matchups and the Broncos. But, uh, Caleb, we're going to start with last night. We're recording this Friday. Uh, Thursday night game, pretty ugly, 12-7. to 7, Second week in a row, a 12-point victor has been crowned. What did you make of this matchup? I'm not sure, again, how much
1: you watched. I didn't watch a lot. It was pretty ugly. But what did you make of what you saw? I mean, I just saw two teams that I think are both maybe probably bottom five in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, just fields, you know, show some stuff sometimes, but just really inconsistent. Um, and But he just doesn't have a lot around him with O-line weapons. So I don't really know how to judge him. Don't know how to judge the Bears. The commanders, yeah, they won, but it was still an ugly win. I still think Ron Rivera is probably gone after this season. So mm-hmm. I, I mean, I yeah, I, I don't know. I this is two teams that there's no way either one of them will be seen in the postseason. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, it kind of it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Um, it's pretty ugly. I don't really know how to evaluate fields at this point. It's tough because he's just got such little help around him and it's so obvious in the way that he plays. Mm-hmm. He is terrified. Every time he drops back, he's constantly second-guessing himself because he knows he needs to make the best decision because he's just got no help. He's got a terrible offensive line. He's got no receivers. He's got a decent running game, and they've shown that. But he just seems like he's playing so scared, which you know you want him to step up and take hold of the game. But at the same time, I can't blame him. He's just got no help around him. So it's hard to truly evaluate him. But the flashes are definitely there. He, we definitely know what his ceiling is, and it, it's very strong. But it's going to be hard to get a good read on, on him until next year. Now we're gonna jump to the picks, Caleb. One o'clock. We'll start in the Battle of the Red. Three and two at two and three. Niners at Falcons. San Francisco four and a half point favorites on the road. Caleb Falcons. Uh, they've they've been a little stingy so far this year. They had a nice win against Cleveland at home. They've played a lot of teams very very close. The Bucks game I think was a, not as close as the final score indicates. The Bucks were up two scores the whole time, uh, and the Falcons scored late. But outside of that, every game has been close or it's been a win for them. They almost came back from being down big against the Rams. And really, they should have beaten the Saints. Kill. they have looked really good at home all year. Are you smelling upset? Or do you think that the Niners
1: defense can hold strong and lead San Francisco to a win? You know, the Falcons are still undefeated against the split 5-0. So, I mean, they always keep it close with their opponents. And the 49ers are pretty banged up. They... Suffered some injuries on the secondary last week. It always feels like this team is going through injuries. Mm -hmm. So I think it's going to be a close game. Wouldn't be shocked if the Falcons pulled off the upset. Mm -hmm. But I'm going to go with the 49ers here. They're just the better roster still despite all the injuries. I think they have the better coach. And, I mean, Jimmy G, say what you want. He just wins games. They have a great winning percentage. He has a great winning percentage. Um, And this is a team that I still think is kind of in a rebuilding mode. Kyle Pitts. Don't know if he's gonna play or not. He's questionable. So it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting. It's gonna be close. Mm -hmm. Falcons have a a good enough offense where they can make things interesting and competitive. But I think the 49ers will do, you know, pull away a little bit in the fourth quarter. But I do think it'll be a, a very interesting game. Yeah,
0: I agree. I think this can this game can entirely go either way. I've been I've gotten a lot higher on Atlanta since the year started. I think they've They've looked very good, especially on offense running the ball. Look very stingy. Um, last week, though, the offense didn't look great, and Cordell Patterson was out last week, and he's out again this week. That was yeah. kind of like the first good look we got at a Cordell Patterson less Falcons running game, and it didn't look fantastic. So I'm unfortunately going to have to make the boring pick and go with Sam Fran. I just trust their defense a lot more, and I think this mm. game's ultimately going to be down to which defense can force the other offense to make as many mistakes as possible. And nobody forces mistakes quite like that Niners defense. So I'm going to have to go with San Francisco, although the Falcons covering is pretty much a sure bet at this point, considering they've done it every single game. So for ers to win, but Falcons to keep it close. Caleb, battle of the two and three teams in Cleveland. Patriots visiting the Browns, Bailey Zappi uh, and his New England Patriots heading in to Browntown against Jacoby Brissett. I mean, if, oh my God, I just bored myself reading those quarterbacks out loud. Do you think the Browns, you know, win at home? Are the Patriots still going to be rolling off that huge dominating win of the Lions last
1: week? What are your predictions for this game? You know, this is another one I think could go either way. Bailey Zappi's look pretty good. I mean, mm-hmm. definitely last week against the Lions was the Patriots' most impressive showing of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, twenty-nine to nothing, really good. The defense is once again clicking, and Bailey Zappi hasn't made mistakes. Uh, this is this is really tough. I am going. I'm going to go with the Browns, though. I think it's a coin yeah. flip, but the mm-hmm. Browns. They really need this one. Lost to the Falcons two weeks ago. Then lost to the Chargers last week a lot uh, because of the kicking game. Mm -hmm. They just need this one badly. They're at home. I think Bailey Zappi is going to kind of come back down to earth a little bit. Show why he's, you know, a rookie backup. So it could go either way. I think it'll be low scoring. Um, Both defenses are really nice. But I'll just go with the home team in this situation. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh,
0: at the At the lack of competition and argument on this podcast so far, I will go with Cleveland in this matchup. I do think they have the quarterback edge. Not sure about the edge and really much else, which is crazy to say. Obviously, they have the better running back. Um, but I really like how the Patriots have been playing uh, on defense recently. I'm just going to have to go with the home team in this situation when it's such a coin flip this way. So I am going to take Cleveland. Uh, I think it will be close. Two and a half seems like a very fair spread. I think Cleveland might cover, but it's still going to be close. I just don't see this game being under two. That just seems kind of weird. So I am going to go with Cleveland, although I I do think they could keep uh, this game a little out of reach for the Patriots. Um, but I, I'm trusting in Bailey Zappi to continue that mistakeless trend uh, and, and keep this game tight. Jets Packers in the battle of the green oval shaped logos. Oddly specific matchup, yet we're here. These guys don't play often. Green Bay at home, seven-and-a-half-point favorites. Caleb, the Jets looked great last week. Zach Wilson and Brees Hall, I think your two favorite people on planet Earth, just having an incredible game. They demolished the Dolphins 40-17. to Yes, it was the Dolphins' third-string QB, but the QB doesn't play defense. And 40 points is mad impressive. Caleb, are you predicting big upset here in Lambeau, or are you going to stick to your guns and keep with Green Bay?
1: Oh man, I'm disappointed because I was gonna go on a whole thing last week. I was gonna predict the Jets to beat the Dolphins. It was gonna be a whole thing, but I mean, my my agenda's cooking right now. It truly, it is. truly it is. is. I mean, I think for the Jets, I mean, this is just the most hope they've had in a while mm-hmm. for good reason. But I just think going into Lambeau is a big ask. Considering I think the F- Packers really need this one or at least they feel like they need this one Mm -hmm. coming off a game against the Giants where they should have won that one they didn't now they're three and two and they've looked really mediocre I think this season so I just feel like they need this one I think everybody knows they need this one Jets are going to be riding a little high so I think it'll be close because the Jets just have the offensive weapons to keep it close I think mm-hmm. they've got more weapons. Maybe I mean they might have more weapons in the Packers. Yeah, at this that's point, yeah. Um, so it, it, it's going to be close, and they're going to keep it close. But Aaron Rodgers, the whole team knows they need to win in Lambeau. I, I just have to go with the Packers, but I definitely think Jets cover seven and a half. I, I, I would I would like that, but yeah, yeah I'll go I with agree. the Packers here.
0: I think this game could be close. I think if Green Bay had cruised to an easy win against New York last week. I would. This would have just trap game in yeah, letters written all over it. Unfortunately, they did not for the Jets. Um, and I think Rodgers is going to know this team desperately needs a win. They desperately need to get going. Yes, they have that win over the Bucks, but let's be honest, the Bucks don't really don't look good at all. So I think the, the Packers know if they want to be a legit uh, NFC threat, especially with the way the Vikings have been blossoming in recent weeks, they're going to have to win games like this. Rogers is going to make a point. He's going to come out. He's going to win. Um, and I and I have Green Bay getting back on track. Although Zach Wilson, he's playing pretty well. You never know what, what the Mormon Mahomes could spring. Um, but I think for now, I'm going to have to play it safe. Pick the Packers, Caleb. A very interesting matchup here. I think getting close to coin flip territory. The Jags two and three after a strong start. Visit the Colts, who are two two and one after a weak start. Caleb, none of these teams have looked great in the last couple of weeks. But Jacksonville dominated Indy just a few weeks ago. Which team do you think stops the skid and sets themselves up very well in this NFC South race?
1: I mean, we talk about how the Colts always lose to the Jags in Jacksonville, but at the same time, the Colts never lose to the Jags when it's in Indianapolis. So Mm -hmm. I'm going to go with the Colts here. I see a lot of people liking the Jags. Coming off a disappointing loss to the Texans last week, they can bounce back obviously dominated the Colts just a few weeks ago. But I, I just find it hard to believe that the Jags can sweep the Colts. Trevor Lawrence mm-hmm. had a few really good games, and now he's kind of fallen off a little bit. He's had some bad turnovers the past couple weeks. If Jonathan Taylor can play, which it sounds like he probably will, I think the Colts off a little bit of extra grass playing on Thursday last week. Mm-hmm. I think they know they need this one. I think they don't want to get swept by the Jags. I think it's really close, but I just have to go with the Colts too.
0: Yeah, I think that's fairly fed. That's fair. You're going safe.
1: Uh, I I am
0: gonna disagree. I'm gonna take Jacksonville on this one because, as much as you know, trends, history, all that kind of stuff. Jacksonville always winning in uh, Jacksonville, Indy always winning in Indy. We just have it's just it's an eye test league, and by God, Caleb, the the Colts did not pass the eye test. I understand. No, I know that Denver game was absolutely brutal to watch. They could not take advantage of a defense that's been bad all year. Um, and Jacksonville, yes, it was a bad game. But it was like a, it was a divisional game at home. Like, you know, Sunday, one o'clock start against, you know, coming off a weird loss of the Eagles where they had a 14 point lead and blew it. So they didn't look great. But in my opinion, they just looked a lot less atrocious than the Colts did. The Colts just looked like a disaster. Matt Ryan looks terrible. Trevor Lawrence still has very impressive stats on the year, despite those uh, intersection, interception bumps in the last few weeks. So I am going to go with Jacksonville. I just really like their ground punch with Robinson and ETN. That's not saying they're not better than Taylor in the slightest. I love the Colts' ground punch too, but at least Jag, the Jags have other al- alternatives to Robinson and ETN, so they don't have to lean on them, lean on them, lean on them as heavily. And they desperately put out better numbers. So I'm going to take Jacksonville. I also think they have the coaching advantage in this one. I've been really high on Doug Peterson all year. And I think that his matchup here with Reich, he's going to, he is the better head coach in this situation. Reich um, hasn't been great since he came to Indy. So uh, I I think the Jags win and they sweep the Colts for the first time in God knows how long. feels weird to say that, but ultimately I don't, I think Vegas is kind of close to being with me as well. Two point line. That's not the most confident in Jacksonville's abilities. So I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Sorry, that's not the most confident Indianapolis' abilities to not give them bigger favorites at home. I'm gonna go with Jacksonville. Caleb, I think uh, unequivocally. mm, I don't know, maybe because there's a a, another matchup that's in MetLife that's pretty solid, but. Definitely the best matchup featuring a team called the Minnesota Vikings and a team called the Miami Dolphins this week. The Vikings visit the Dolphins in Miami uh, on the uh, Vikings on the road. Four and one Minnesota, three and two Miami. Although Miami has been reeling. They won three in a row. Tua got knocked out. They lost to the Bengals. They just got shelled by the Jets. Couldn't stop a lick. Uh, their third string quarterback looked like he's going to play. Skylar Thompson. I think he went to Kansas State. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. Vikings. They're four and one. I mean, the one loss to the Eagles was pretty bad, but outside of that, they've looked good. They almost blew it against the Bears last week, but they've won close games. They've dominated when they need to. And all of a sudden, the three-game win streaks have flipped, and Minnesota's now trying to extend theirs against a team that started undefeated. Caleb, with no Tua, do you see a path to
1: victory for Miami, or is this going to be all Minnesota all day? Yeah, I mean, I just have to go with the Vikings here. The Dolphins are going to play better than they did last week just because they have to. Um, you know, being at home, Skyler Thompson now should be a little bit more comfortable. But I think the Vikings, you know, I think a lot of what happened last week, the way they struggled somewhat against the Bears, you know, back from London where they played two weeks ago against the Saints. I think they're ready for this. I think even though it's a road game, I trust Kirk Cousins in that uh, afternoon slate, the early slate. So I think he'll he'll have a good day. Dalvin Cook last week had a really nice day. Bessie's looking in quite a while. Hopefully he can keep that up. But the Dolphins just have injury concerns right now, obviously at the most important position. And I think they're just reeling a little bit right now. I think they'll get back on track. schedule gets easy for a while after this, this game. So I think that'll be a prime opportunity to bounce back. But I have to go with the Vikings here.
0: I have to as well. I just cannot pick against picking against Kirk cousins in a one o'clock time slot is crazy. Picking Skylar Thompson against Kirk cousins in a one o'clock time slot is even crazier. Justin Jefferson. I mean, this, this is probably going to bleed into a bit of a Bengals tangent here, but Kevin O'Connell just does such a good job of scheming him open. It's incredible. Teams are giving him triple coverage, you know, double coverage with a safety look. They're trying to just wall off his entire half of the field. And O'Connell does such a good job at moving Jefferson around, giving him routes in which he can work with and cook. Kirk Cousins, to his credit, has done a good job of just getting the ball in Justin Jefferson's hands and getting out of the way, not being an issue, not being a distraction, at least in their three-game win streak. And Jefferson's just, he's gone to work. They're using him in jet sweeps. They're putting him in motion more. He's starting in the slot and running towards the sideline, which is something that's hard to triple cover. Uh, and, and he's just been really, really good. And I know Byron Jones is decent. And Xavier Howard's fine. But I just don't see anybody on this Dolphins team that's really going to be able to shut him down. So I think Justin Jefferson has yet another big game, 100-plus yards, because it's all he does. And I think the Vikings win on the road because they're looking pretty legit. And Caleb, at this, at this rate, winning the NFC North is not out of the question second new york team we've talked about in four games ravens at giants three and two four and one ravens had a nice win on sunday night football last week although it was you know your classic afc north divisional scrum justin uh tucker gave them the win the giants though coming off a huge upset win on the road in london caleb do you see him defending their home turf or do you think baltimore ends up just walking to a win
1: I mean, at this point, I don't think I can just say, oh, yeah, the re- the record shows they are way better than they actually are. I mean, 4-1 win over the Packers. I think we have to respect the Giants at the very least. But I, I, I don't like them here. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I think coming back from London after a really nice win and then having to play another really solid opponent, I think the Ravens are better than their 3-2 record. Mm-hmm. I think that's just a really tough ask. I think Baltimore favored by five and a half on the road is a little bit surprising. Might like the giants to cover there, but I, I just think Lamar Jackson is still the much better quarterback. The giants still have no receivers at this point. I'm impressed. I think Dable's done a great job, but it gets to a point where I don't really think they're going to consistently be able to be the mm-hmm. best team. So yeah. I like the Ravens here.
0: Yeah. I, I- I, I like the Ravens here. I think the Ravens are a good team here, but by God, I have, I have just, I've taken the Kool-Aid Caleb and I've chugged it. I just, with no regard for my safety and sanity, I've chugged it. I am on this Brian Dable train, Caleb. It's his first year, but man, is he a good head coach. He knows how to scheme. This is going to be a really, really tough cover for both and a half is an awkward line, but it's going to be a really tough cover for them. I'm locking in giants covering for bet of the week. And I think they win outright I'm going with the New York Giants it's crazy for me to say this I don't like uh-huh. the Giants uh but man they've looked really good in these last couple of weeks I know the London game can be a little fluky but their they running game looks very strong their defense looks elite and Baltimore just wasn't doing it for me last week I know people have been drawing a lot of MVP chance to Lamar already but I, Caleb he just He didn't look great in that Bengals game. The Bengals really Mm -hmm. always do a pretty good job against him, at least in the last couple of years. And they did a good job once again. I think they're kind of setting it up. uh, They're they're setting the the precedent for what you need to do to stop him, which is give him a lot of attention. You can't forget about him. But with really no help, especially if Rashad Bateman's out again, which is looking like he's going to be, it's just hard for me to put a lot of confidence behind this Baltimore offense. I'm going to go with the Giants, Caleb, because I think this is a coin flip game, and I'm going to give the coin flip to the team with the more momentum and the one that's at home. Speaking of AFC North teams going on the road, Joe Burrow and uh, Justin, not Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase are going back to Louisiana where they played college uh, to play against the Saints and the red rifle of Andy Dalton. Cincinnati, two and a half point favorites on the road. Caleb, the Saints uh, actually looked really good last week against Seattle. The defense couldn't stop a lick, but I mean, it's Geno Smith. Apparently he's the second coming of Jesus. Um, But the offense looked great, scoring 39 points. Taysom Hill was used as a gadget guy. Do you think the Bengals can get back on track here, or do you think the Saints defend home turf,
1: turf with Dalton at QB? And how you talked about uh, with the Ravens and the Giants, how your bet of the week was Giants to cover. My bet of the week was the Bengals to cover. I think nice. that, I mean, they have to win this one, right? Coming off a tough loss, division rival on the road, two and three. I think playoffs is still very much, the goal is still very real realistic mm-hmm. with kind of how some of the middle of the road teams in the a- a- AFC have struggled a little bit. But if you're going to want to do that, you have to win this one. This is when you easy part of the schedule. You know, then after this one, you got Falcons, Browns, Panthers, Steelers. I think you have to gain your momentum here. And it has to start on the road against the Saints. Because if you lose to the Saints fall two and four, I think it's panic time. So, Andy Dalton's look pretty good. Honestly, I don't know if Jameis is going to get his job back, mm-hmm. but uh, I just feel like it's a little bit more bound to come down to earth. I still don't think this is a very good team. Bengals have to bounce back. I really like them in this spot, so I'm going to go with the Bengals. Good man.
0: Good man. Believe it in the agenda. I, too, am going to go with Cincinnati. God, it's just, mm, I, I don't want to be a cynical downer it's just hard. It's so hard to throw my confidence behind this team like I was able to last year. They just, they have not ins- like looked great. That, that scheming people open point, I'm going to come back to that because Jamar yeah. Chase has, has not gotten a lot of run. Um, he's, he's been like, they're, they're forcing him the ball when they think they have opportunities and the defenses are just letting that happen because they picked Burrow off on Sunday because they saw Jamar had one-on-one. Patrick Queen made a really smart plan. He was like, Joe is going to Jamar when he has one-on-one. That's just the way it is. The Bengals are so reliant on forcing the ball to Jamar Chase that defenses can key in on that. And, man, Zach Taylor came out of that Sean McVay tree, too. I know he's not Kevin O'Connell, but he was the passing game coordinator over there in L.A. He should be able to draw up some really good pass schemes that let Jamar Chase get open. Very similar to how Justin Jefferson's been doing because they're basically giving him the Jefferson treatment. And at this point, it feels like the Bengals are kind of waiting for teams to forget how good Jamar Chase is before actually attacking them with Jamar Chase, giving him in more motion, letting him work out of the slot. I know Tyler Boyd's yeah. the best slot receiver in football. I said it, um, but you know, putting two guys in the slot is never a bad thing. T. Higgins is probably out here, which is disastrous news for my fantasy football team. Uh, but. It's going to make all Jamar all the more important. And I also think Tyler Boyd's going to get a lot of run. The Bengals will be throwing the ball a lot. This game is indoors. I understand they finally unlocked the run last week, but this is the perfect opportunity to get uh, Burrow going again. The Saints with Lattimore out, they're probably going to play a lot of too high shell, which is something the Bengals have struggled against this year, but it just, they need to stay, uh, you know, smart. They need to stay precise. They need to just, hit their check downs. I don't know about check downs, hit their short crossers. I'm a little, I'm a little sick of the check downs hit, you know, get them intermediate pass game working. You gotta scheme your way down the field, Caleb. You can't just throw deep bombs and expect yeah. them to connect. That's kind of what they did last year and they got away with it all season. But now it just seems like they're expecting that to work again. When the way you unlock the deep passes by getting a lot of other stuff going and they need to focus on getting that stuff going in the first half as well as not starting so slow because they start slow every week and it's really frustrating That being said, I'm picking them. I really like the matchup with the Bengals defense. It's been an elite unit all year. And Andy Dalton, although I never thought he was that good in his prime, is certainly not what he once was right now. I think the Bengals could probably have two or three picks. And I think the defensive line should be feasting on this beat up Saints unit all day. So I'm going to pick Cincinnati to win. I think they'll do a very good job, especially indoors. It's kind of, you know, it's good for them to get out of that weather. Mm -hmm. So I think the Bengals win. AFC North team number three in a row. Caleb, we got the Bucs at the Steelers. Tampa Bay, nine and a half. Pittsburgh, one in nine and a half favorites. Pittsburgh, one and four. Tampa Bay, three and two. Caleb, do you smell upset in the Steel City, or are you just going to go with Tampa Bay?
1: I mean, the Steelers have to pick up a win eventually. And, I mean, they can't play any worse than they did last week. But I just have to go with the Bucs here. I respect the organization. I respect Tomlin but this team is just not right this year. They're clearly in a rebuild. I don't know if they're willing to admit that, but they are. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm just going to go with the Bucs here. Unimpressive three and two, sure, but they have been really beat up. They're starting to get healthier. I think we're going to kind of see them go on a little bit of a run here. A pretty favorable schedule for the next month or so. Um, Only a couple tough games in there. So I just feel like Tom Brady obviously has played this team a lot, this franchise a lot. He knows how to beat them. And I just, I, it, but it's more so Pittsburgh that I just can't trust them at all. I know they're going to win some games because they always do, but I just don't have the confidence to outright pick them.
0: Yeah. I I hear that. I understand. Uh, you know, confidence is key in this, uh, in this, this picking business. Caleb, I'm pegging the Steelers. They they're gonna win this game. They have the weirdest wins every year. It's hard to explain it, but it's just ah, they have the weirdest wins every year. This is the perfect Mike Tomlin game, like just the perfect game for Mike Tomlin to be like, "Yup, I am still a very 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 good head coach." He's gonna get his team ready to run through a brick wall. Steelers had injuries out the shop. It's it's wild. Like they're almost their entire secondary is out. But it's not gonna matter because Tomlin's gonna get some guy he just signed off the street to pick off Brady twice because that's just what he does. I think Najee Harris should finally get going. I think Trubisky will look good against this Bucks defense that admittedly has not been very good. And Caleb, it's just the weirdness factor. I don't know how to explain it. But the Steelers have this all the time. Like it's just I don't know what I don't know how to explain it. But they 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 do this all the time. They're nine and a half point underdogs. That's an easy cover. I just, it's a really, really easy cover for me. I'm going to look like an idiot if the Bills come out and do what they did to them last week. But I really think this is just, God, it says track game written all over it. The Bucks are getting way too comfortable after a pretty bad game at home. They've played at home three weeks in a row. They lost two of those games, but last week they cruised to a nice easy win against a divisional opponent. They've basically have had people telling them they are a safe bet and they're a lock to win all week. They've got a divisional game next week against an easy Panthers team. They're probably just thinking, hey, we're gonna just start our vacation here early. We're gonna start preparing for this Ravens Bucks stretch, sorry, Ravens ram stretch early because. I, I just I think there is, a, there is a very, very possible reality that's, that the Steelers win this game, and I'm going to pick them because I just have so much confidence in Mike Tomlin. It's probably not good for me. Um, I think Pickett can get back on it. Really, I think Tomlin is going to be the, the star of the show here. I really think that Flores ha- has spent some time in Florida when Brady was there, but most importantly, Flores was in New England when Brady was in New England. He knows what this guy's about. He, know how to, he knows how to scheme against him, and I think the Steelers defense is going to come out and play really well. For that reason, I'm picking them to win. Crazy, I know, but, you know, they, they don't call me crazy. They, they don't call me crazy. But listen, a pick is a pick. I think they can win it. That's just, I'm going out on top, you know, I'm going out on fire. Four o'clock games, really, there's two boring ones and, and undoubtedly the game of the week. We'll start with the boring ones, Panthers, Rams. I went from talking about a game I could think to be an upset to a game that is absolutely over before the game's even started. The Rams aren't even that good. The Panthers are just atrocious. They could cover their 10-point underdogs. I just don't see it. I think Cooper Cup goes nuts on the secondary. Caleb, I think the Rams win. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, Rams haven't looked great with the offensive line. is a real concern, and I have legitimate concerns about it. But I think the Panthers are probably the worst team in the league at this point. P.J. Walker's going to be starting. Uh, just fired Matt Rule. It's just, they're tanking. I think they're going to end up with the number one pick. It's going to be rough. This is just a fantastic opportunity for the Rams to get back on track.
0: Yeah, I, this is just, I mean, there's not as much to say. I think this is just, Uh, I, yeah, this is going to be an easy one. Second 405 game, Cardinals, Seahawks, Caleb. If you thought I picked a lot of upsets already, just buckle in because I got Seattle winning this one. Gino Smith. He's looked great. I don't know what got into him. He didn't ride back. Apparently once he said that he turned into the greatest QB we've ever seen. He's been very good all year. Uh, Both of these teams trying to battle back to three and three. The Cardinals just think just seem like they're all falling downhill. This is their last week without Hopkins. They're just, they're just, I think they're just waiting. They're counting down the minutes, seconds, the days until that was, I went the opposite way. They're counting down the days and minutes seconds till he comes back. Um, so I think they're going to have, you know, they're going to be looking ahead. Looks like James Conner might be out. They just got a lot of injuries. Um, kick, uh, getting a, Once again, Matt Amadola being a new kicker outside in Seattle is going to be a really hard adjustment. I like Seattle's offense in this matchup. I think their defense can do what it takes. Uh, I know Penny's probably out. Kenneth Walker looked great last week. Give me the
1: Seahawks. Caleb, what do you think? I'm, I agree with you. I'm going with Seattle view at home. I think this is a great spot. You mentioned the kicker. I think that's a real concern. I mean, kickers can win games and lose games, Mm -hmm. and they really struggled last week against Philadelphia, um, now outdoors in Seattle. And Geno Smith has looked great, and the defense has looked bad, but I think that's not a huge deal here (laughs) because the Cardinals just have started off so slow that I think that the Seahawks are going to get out to a lead. And I think the offense is good enough where they'll be able to maintain that lead. I wish I had more more confidence in the Cardinals, but the way they have looked, especially early in in games, I just don't trust them to get out to a lead. And I think the Seattle offense is just humming right now. I think Kenneth Walker is going to step in fine. I think once they get out to that lead, they can use him, control the clock, and I just, I really don't have much faith in this Cardinals team at all. Uh, so give me Seattle at home to just get out to an early lead, like I said, and then just hang on for dear life. Yeah. I think this is just, this is a
0: perfect kind of trap game for Seattle. I had them splitting before the season started. I think they could do it again. Caleb uh, game of the week bills, chiefs, yeah. these teams, they meet every year. I don't know how they do it. They meet every year. Even then they meet again in the playoffs. Um, Man, Mahomes has kind of owned Allen uh, throughout their careers, although the Bills looked really good in Kansas City last regular season, Caleb. Bills, two-and-a-half-point favorites, which surprises me a little bit. Who do you have in this matchup
1: and why? I've got the Chiefs, and i got to be honest with you. I think to have the Bills as favorites when it's in Kansas City is a little bit disrespectful. I I know the Bills have looked great, But I mean that that stadium is going to be rocking. I think this probably. I think they recorded it as the loudest stadium in the league. Mm -hmm. Obviously, they're going to get up for when they're playing the Bills, kind of the rivals at this point. Mm -hmm. Um, And they didn't. They did not look great last week. I mean, just barely escaped against the Raiders. But I think this week they'll come back, play better. I think the offense will play better. The Bills. I just don't know how you're going to go, Travis Kelsey. He's just been so good. I think he'll have a monster game. The Bills have always kind of struggled to cover him. And then on the Bills' offensive side, I mean, they're just not going to be able to play as well as they played last week. Even if they play great, I don't think Gabriel Davis is going to play as good as he did last week. Mm -hmm. I don't think Josh Allen is going to play as good. So I think there's going to be a little bit of coming down. Um, And then obviously I think the crowd is a real factor here. Mahomes, Andy Weed, everybody in that organization is going to be so ready for this game. It's one of those games you just took on the calendar. And I think they got a chip on their shoulder being an underdog here. I could
0: not agree more with every word you just said. The fact that the Chiefs are underdogs is is insane. I mean, I think Mahomes is the better quarterback. Like, I know Allen's playing kind of better right and, now. When you just look at how they've played against each other, you look at the wins Mahomes has, he is the better quarterback. Give me the better quarterback. Give me the home team in a coin flip like this. Hey, I think the Bills are great. I'm not taking away from them. But this is the kind of matchup where Kansas City and Andy Reid are gonna thrive. So uh, I think the Chiefs are gonna win. I think this game will be close, obviously. But I'm I'm looking at one man and I'm looking at one man only. A man that has not been used. Hot take. I uh, mean, I'm just I'm wilding today. Sky Moore, whatever his over under yards are, over. He's finally getting use. he's finally getting targets and, and, and carries and they're, they're giving him screens. He's finally cooking in this chief's offense after the f- f- you know first five weeks of just getting nothing but scraps and I think that he could really be somebody that Bills are not expecting them to use well because Clyde Edwards' hilarious carries are going down. Jarek McKinnon's carries are going up, but they haven't gotten that jet sweep action they used to use with Hill all the time, and Moore is the perfect guy for that. Obviously, all the attention is going to be going towards Kelsey in the run game. I think you can look for a lot of receivers to, to run for big yards in this game. Maybe it doesn't have to be Sky Moore could be McCole Hartman, anything. Just receivers on jet sweeps are something I don't think the Bills might be planning for and are something that the Chiefs can really, really use to their advantage. Sunday night is the Cowboys at the Eagles. A great divisional matchup, Caleb. We got 5-0 and 0 versus 4-1. and one. This is undoubtedly the hardest game the Eagles have played so far. Do you think they can hold on for a win at home,
1: uh, or do you think Cooper Rush keeps the magic going? I have to go with the Eagles here. This is going to be a good game. I think it's going to be pretty low scoring. Marine, but yeah. still very exciting. Eagles did not look great last week against mm-hmm. the Cardinals. I mean, so I just, I got to be honest with you. I think this Cooper Rush thing being a little bit overrated. I think yeah. it's really been the defense yeah. and pretty much the defense only. I still think Dak's a lot better. So it's it's been a nice story, but I think that we're going to really see he's not a very good quarterback. And the defense is going to lead. They're going to have – Great plays. Michael Parsons will probably do something. But I just trust the Eagles here. I mean, they haven't lost yet. Jalen Hurts played great. Uh, their receiving core is obviously much improved. They just have an all-around good roster. And I think the Cowboys have some holes. Quarterback, receiving core that the Eagles just don't have at this point. With it being in Philadelphia, obviously against the Cowboys crowds is going to be crazy. So I just don't have nothing. I haven't seen anything that makes me think that the Cowboys with Cooper Rush can go on the road and beat this Eagles team.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. I think I'm just, I'm going with the Eagles, Caleb. As many people listening to this podcast know, I'm from Philadelphia. I'm not an Eagles fan because I'm a weirdo, but I am from Philadelphia. I'm a Phillies, Sixers, Flyers fan. And the uh, the high in the city right now regarding Philly sports is insane. I'm Philly's bad. just won that a. Uh, They beat the Braves, Bryce Harper and Reese Hoskins sent South Philly, just nuclear. It was incredible. I mean, I don't see a reality where the Eagles lose, especially at home. I, if it was on the road, I would absolutely pick them. I think this is, this is a pretty big trap game, but I mean, last week was their like first really, really hard road game. They played or really not really, really hard. Their first challenging road game to play because going at the lines in week one and at the commanders in week three, weren't really all that bad. Um, But at the Cardinals is always a little rough because it's far away. They did a good job managing that. Um, and so for that reason, I'm going to have to go with Philly. I just think the crowd is going to be insane. The high is nuts. I mean, the, the Phillies game was at 4 p.m. today, and I saw clips on Twitter at noon when I was eating my lunch at school of the City Hall subway station just packed. That's like the main subway station here in Philly. And it was shoulder to shoulder. Like, people were worried about getting pushed off, you know, the, the, the platforms onto the tracks because it was just absolutely packed at noon on a Friday. That's how ready people are for all four all three Philly sports teams, the Flyers are a disaster, to be good at the same time. So South Philly is going to be rocking. The Phillies might have been able to clinch the the, the, the series earlier in the day. So just the delirium in South Philly is going to be incredible. Add to the fact that the Cowboys are coming to town, and it's wraps. So I'm going to get the Eagles. I think they cover. I think they have a blowout win. Like you said, low scoring, but I do still think they'll blow out and win. Kayla, Monday night, we have the Broncos once again yawn, but they're playing the Chargers. Justin Herbert who always fun to watch. Both these teams. Pretty beat up, but who do you think is going to win?
1: I mean, i am got to be honest. I'm tempted to pick the Broncos. Mm-hmm. I haven't really done a major upset yet. I don't think the Seahawks Chiefs are really major upsets, but I just have to go with the Chargers here. I have these two teams splitting preseason and the Chargers at home here, so I'm going to go with them. That's always been my rule of thumb. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos, I mean, I mean, they're just not doing it. I know they got a little bit extra rest because they played on Thursday last week. But Russell Wilson hasn't been great. Currently dealing with a shoulder issue as well. But Daniel Hackett hasn't looked that good as a coach. And I think Keenan Allen's going to be back. That's what it looks like. And if that's the case, I think that gives them a big boost. He's a great receiver. Offense has been a little stagnant sometimes. We saw it against the Jags. Um, if Keenan Allen comes back, that just unlocks another good weapon. I think the Chargers, they got a little bit lucky last week. Brandon Staley almost sold again. Mm -hmm. But I think they are healthier. And I think Herbert's going to have a great game. And the defense should have a great game against a struggling Broncos offense.
0: I agree. I'm just going to have to take the better roster and the better team in this situation is. And, I mean, as try as both coaches might to lose the game for their team, I do think Brandon Staley is the better head coach. So I think the Chargers are going to have the advantage at home, prime time. I like this matchup. Give me LA. and that is all the games, Caleb. And that's going to conclude this episode of the all nine yards podcast. Thank you everybody so much for listening From my partner, Caleb Arthur. As always, I am Luke Lender. Hope you stay safe. Enjoy the weekend. Go Phillies. And we'll talk to you next time.